We're back. There we go. We are back. Uh, we had some audio difficulties with our first guest, so we're just going to roll right in, cut our break short. Uh, we have Mr. Matt Scherer. Hopefully I am pronouncing your name correctly, Matt. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, he is the, I'm going to read his bio real quick, but he is with the Military Transition Roundtable. He's been helping military professionals in a transition deal with the stressors that occurred during their passage from a uniform to a new type of life. As the co-founder of the Military Transition Roundtable, he helps some of them through a mastermind group that helps them address transition issues. He's the author for LinkedIn for Military. With his wife, Dr. Jacqueline Scherer, he wrote the LinkedIn for Learners book. So we have those as well. So take a look, check out his books. Again, LinkedIn for Military, your interactive transition networking guide, and also LinkedIn for Learners. So Thank you, Matt, for joining us. Uh, appreciate your time here. Love having you here and uh, can't wait to hear more of your story. I don't know if you want to hear my story. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to be here, guys. Um, and it's good to see you, Sean. Sean, by the way, is one of our acting members in the Military Transition Roundtable. So we speak from experience. I'm probably going to point back a couple of times to Sean and some things that he's done as far as his transition. You know, it's a, it's a journey and he's not over with his journey. One of the things you often hear about transition it doesn't end when you retire we have people that we're still working with five ten years after their separation retirement date they're still working on their transition absolutely mark matt is one of the guys that as soon as i mentioned the idea of doing this podcast he's like hey i'll, I'll come on in a heartbeat you know and, and that's what's great about this community just everybody's supporting and you know that the, the the mastermind classes that we do and uh dion here is in one of our classes as well i mean it's just the the conversations and what we work through is absolutely amazing it's a lot of fun and a lot of great information so is my friend dion in the in the audience right now absolutely uh, yes yeah hi he, dion how's it going buddy he's there shout out to dion so yeah, yeah. We, we hey, got hey dion uh, we've got several guests in so uh yes he is in the chat um can you tell us why you're so passionate about helping active duty and prior service members? What, what got you started? <laughs> That's a good question. I think the thing that got me started was that I had a less than stellar time with transition. I was listening to your previous interview with Alfredo, and he was talking about, you know, here's all this information, you got to deal with it. And so I really wanted to help people with their transition. Now, if you talk to my colleague Don Gleason. He had a plan. He did everything in his power to optimize his transition, but he would be the first to tell you that he had a group of mentors and networks. So I'm very passionate about helping people find a network. And of course, I believe LinkedIn is one of those tools for uh, helping people find mentors in that network. Um, but it's great that Don and I are together because we bring a different perspective to the whole transition thing. And sometimes we disagree, but I think you would, if you were to talk to us, we're in agreement about 96% of what we want to accomplish, which is help the average military professional in transition make a smooth and easy transition. So can you tell us a little bit more about military transition roundtable? Um, what's involved uh, really absolutely 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 so the military transition roundtable is based on the mastermind concept the mastermind concept is over 150 years old it was popular at the turn of the 20th century when people like thomas edison and henry ford 
would get together with other people that they trust and they liked, and they would talk about common issues. And usually there was someone in that organization or that group that faced similar issues, and they say, well, you know, Henry, you have this problem with this. This is what I would suggest. And so that's the power of the mastermind. And now what we're looking at with the power of our mastermind is what are the issues people are facing in transition? And one of the things I've heard just in the last couple of days is, well, I really don't understand the VA process. Well, there are people in, excuse me, there are people in our um, organization, in our groups that have already faced similar issues with the VA. So it's like, well, this is what you ought to know. These are the things that I found. It's not to say that yours is going to be the same, but at least you know someone's already walked down that path and you feel comfortable knowing that you're not the only guy with that issue. Yeah. So what, what are, um, some of the things I, I think what, well, if you could pinpoint maybe one or two things, what's the most impactful, uh, thing that you guys are teaching or sharing that has helped folks so far? I think the biggest thing we have helped people with, and Don is probably the bigger expert on this is how to negotiate the job, how to negotiate the salary. And we've had several times within our groups where someone said, well, I've been offered this job, but they factored in my military retirement. So they offered me 15000 less than what I was worth. Uh-huh. People would say, uh, no, you don't want that job. And so we give people the courage to look at the, the offer. We give courage to look at the environment. We help people factor in those intangibles that go with that new job. You know, in the military, they tell you, you're going here and you're going there, right? Sometimes you get a little choice. Sometimes you understand how to, you know, uh, you know, how to work the system. I know how to work. Yeah. And sometimes the system recognizes your talents and says, you, we, we need you here. Um, but guess what? When you retire or separate or depart the military, that is no longer the case. You get to pick. And that's sometimes a very difficult choice for most military professionals, how to make that informed choice. So I think that's one of the things we do very well. Now, if I could, I'd like to talk about the second thing, and this is my strong point, and that's the LinkedIn profile. And it's one thing to get a great LinkedIn profile, but it's another to actually use it in a way that helps people or lets people know your story. And so I tell you truthfully, even because even though he's interviewing, I still would say it. He's done a great job. Sean Welsh. Sean Welsh is, is one of those stars of the military transition roundtable table LinkedIn program. He is actually a star. Okay. And what Sean does very well is that when he connects with people, he helps others. Okay. It's not about getting information. It's how can I help people? That's one of the biggest things that I find is number one, fear of connecting with others. And number two, the skill set. Sean does a great job, wouldn't you say, John, of helping others or finding things that you can help them. For example, I know Sean is a Boy Scout leader, and maybe he's going to help another Boy Scout leader say, well, guess what? I find that this place, you know, go camping is great. Or if you're down this way, here's some things. So it's always that looking for those opportunities to help others. Yeah, most definitely. Um, as a matter of fact, we've got a lot of community members uh, at 
at corporations in the civilian sector. Um, want to give a shout out Suzanne Carter. Actually, she's on right now. Uh, she's a finance recruiter at Boeing, and they're hiring top talent. So they're seeking those with active secret clearances. So um, make sure if you are uh, not connected with her, she's in the chat and LinkedIn, Suzanne Carter. Um, she's hiring at Boeing. So great opportunity there. Thank you for sharing, Suzanne. So there's an interesting concept that uh, I, I think I would like to hear Matt talk a little bit more about, and that is, one, how many of these cohorts do you have in the Military Transition Roundtable? And I'd love for you to tell us more about the one you're now doing overseas, which I think is <laughs> phenomenal for that that uh, population. Well, thank you for asking that question, Sean. Um, currently, we have six groups. Okay, we have three on Thursday. We have three on Tuesday. Now, the the way it works on Tuesday, um, that we have seven o'clock and ten o'clock. Those are general groups like the one you're in, Sean. And then at eleven thirty, we have one for entrepreneurs. So that's an entrepreneur track. So we do things a little differently there. Right now, we're going over the E Myth revisited as part of our discussions. So we're always looking at this different purpose a little bit same thing still got the the mastermind concept going but it's more for the entrepreneurs and you know that's a growing growing trend in the military and then the groups on uh, thursday we started the four o'clock group right with the hopes that it would reach the people in the far east but we we have found that the time is not right um we do have one or two people that have joined us from the far east we've asked the people in the military transition you know, program that transition assistance program to help us. And, you know, I love them. They do good work, but they're over their, their focus is to make sure they clear everybody and, and, and they check those uh, boxes and everybody dots their I's and cross their T's when they go through transition. And so we thought we'd have something, but you know, it didn't work out. We've got a, an, another event we're going to do again. Uh, where we're going to invite people from the Far East. And if you know people from the Far East, please let us know. Um, we know that uh, when there's a will, there's a way that you can work through your schedule. We are trying to find a time that accommodates them. And so that's that 4 o'clock group. I think we're probably going to move it to 5.30. We're going to discuss it some more uh, in the next couple of weeks, and then we'll probably either add another group or we're going to uh, switch the 4 o'clock to 5.30. But guess what? That four o'clock time zone works for a lot of people on the East Coast. And they said, yeah, we'd like to be part of it because we'd hate to sit there with one person when we have a group of six to eight people, which we now have in that group. And it's it's really worked. So it takes time to build a group and it takes time to, to do that. Now, going back to the Tuesday group, we found that that 10 o'clock time zone is perfect for people in Europe. So they can they can come at five o'clock, six o'clock, depending on which part of the other time zone you're in. So that's that's kind of how that works. So we are now and can truthfully say we have people from Ramstein, Germany to Seoul, Korea. Nice. That's we awesome. Would, we'd like to add more, but it's you know, it's just a it's just an ongoing word of mouth campaign. And for me to have the opportunity to talk to you today on this is very, very helpful because we want to let more people know about this. So,
can I ask a quick question, technical question? I didn't get this. We're, we're, this is live, I, I recognize, but is it also going to be recorded for future dissemination? Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, sir. Perfect, absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. So, perfect. perfect. Yeah, okay. and as, as a matter of fact, for you and for the, the viewer audience, we are actually going to, we're going to clean this up, polish each episode up. Right. So okay. you're going to have okay. your own episode okay. uh, for this that will be re-released in the subsequent weeks. And uh, you'll be able to market that and share it, and it'll be, you know, in per perpetuity. So. Well, I appreciate that, and you know that I will, will you know, mention and use my growing uh, number of connections. I have eleven thousand of them right now. Sure. I will definitely, yeah. But I've worked at it, and and I know I've worked with you, Sean, on you know what's a quality connection over a quantity connection. So many people want to get quantity, quantity, quantity. So no, slow down. Quality connections are the way to go absolutely yep how instrumental um has linkedin been for maybe some of your success stories um you gotta look at a couple people let me start with uh jeff carter who's one of our original students jeff was the uh mission support commander or i would say base commander he, he says he's the executive agent at randolph air force base he was also um the uh, commander of three security police squadrons. Well, how successful was number one, he found a job, but he found the right job. If you were to talk to Jeff, he would tell you, no, I do not want to be another security commander. I do not want to get that two o'clock phone call in the morning from someone saying, hey, you got a problem here. And so he we helped him define it. He, he has a job. He's now with Amazon Web Services. Another guy, um, also a Air Force senior officer, security type, he did the resume, 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 resume. And so, okay, look, stop that. Let us build your profile. Now, build that profile. Now start reaching out to people, interacting with others. He had three offers within a week. So those are the typical success stories we get. Um, I could probably look back at some others, but those are the two that really stand out. So, Fantastic. yeah. Um, entrepreneurial side, right? You had mentioned that that's one of the group's main right. primary focuses. Yes. Um, do you see a lot of members more receptive? And and we've seen this actually in the civilian sector with the great resignation, right? Um, but there seems to be a lot more opportunity for business ownership, franchising. Um, do you see a lot of military members going that direction? I do, and I think the thing that we do in our mastermind group is help them make an informed choice about what's right for them because one franchise does not fit all, and we help them look at what are the resources out there, who should you talk to, who is in our network that can help you as well. So, yes, it, the resources are there, and some people want to be their own boss, but you got to look at it also and be honest, well, if I'm my own boss, that means I'm paying everybody's salary. And I'm when things aren't going well financially, guess what? I'm, I own that process. So that's something to think about. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Matt, you brought up something interesting. And, and Mark, I think this, this is something that we could probably examine with just about every guest. But uh, you said you, you, you weren't really getting the help that you, you were hoping to get um, over in like Korea or whatever when you're trying to expand overseas. Right. The government, from my understanding so far in talking with people who, who run organizations like MTR, is that the government's really set to their government programs. And um, 
I've had several people ask me, how come more veterans don't know about all these organizations that are out there? Um, is there a way or are we making progress in the government supporting the nonprofits that are out there trying to help veterans as well? So that's a that's a question that it's got is I would say is a mixed bag. So let me tell you a true story. There is a wonderful organization here called the JBSA Transition Alliance. Mm -hmm. They get together once a week and they share information. They also share a calendar. Now the thought of the executive leadership is that everybody's going to share that calendar and all those events with everybody that's in transition. Not a bad idea, but not an effective one. So I went to this lady two years ago. There's a gentleman named Mike Espinoza. Mike and I are now partners with the San Antonio Transition Calendar. Let's build you a calendar. Now, we're going to follow the same rules and guidelines that a commercial newspaper uh, contract would have with a base. Okay, Same rules, same guidelines, nothing different. Oh, no, we can't do that. It's, you know, the legal. We get into the legal thing. But, you know, okay. Common sense would tell you that a commander's going to say, wait a minute, he gets what we're trying to do. He understands our limitations, but why is he uh, getting you know, blocked by one of the people on, the, on that executive committee? So when I talk to the TAP people, yeah, we love it. We want to do that, and I want to do that. But I, I think it's just a culture. You know, we got to follow, we got to, fit into this box you know the department of labor has a contract and they have slides and you got to stay on script with the slides and it's like one size fits all and it doesn't really work so that's you know we have to we have to change the way we think okay and 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 sean i'm going to compliment you and i don't know you mark very well but let me say this sean's a go-getter right sean's gone out and gotten information sean is built a network. Most military guys do not know how to build a network until it's too late. Yes. Yeah. That That's one of the things, and, and that's a common theme, right? Uh, yeah. we, we see that everywhere. Um, one of the things that we, we're, we're teaching in our, you know, some of the career transition work that we do is to always be networking, right? Because what, what happens is we get a lot of people that come into you know, the career transition space and in our network and we're helping them, um, you know, maybe they're prior service, maybe they're just in the civilian sector. Um, and they're all about getting and building their network, getting into and building their network. And then they get landed in what happens. They, they ghost, right? They are gone from LinkedIn. Right? <laughs> they, they're not, yeah. they won't even reply to a message, right? A direct, a DM. And uh, that's one of the, the big issues. And we've seen, think about today's career, right? The average career in the civilian sector. How long are people at a company right now? If they're Three lucky. That sounds, that sounds right. And, you know, that's one of the key components that I, that I teach in uh, LinkedIn classes and LinkedIn consultation, okay? You've got the job. Congratulations. Now's the time to become that guy, that expert on LinkedIn for whatever facet that you're working in. If you're an accountant, financial accountant, you want to be that person. If you are um, logistics, you want to, you know, reach out to other logistics people. You want to be known as a thought leader. So when the day comes, and there's a couple of reasons why people leave jobs. One, the environment changed and the new boss is not what you hoped and you like, 
this is not working for me. And so it's like having the wherewithal and the network to help you with that. So a network should not be, I've, I've lost my job. I need your help. Okay. I believe that if you use LinkedIn as I'm always looking for ways to help people. And when I do need some help, then people that have been helped are probably going to come forth and say, Hey, Mark, how can I help you? Absolutely. Right. And, and you have to have an answer. Right. You, you have to be able to have an answer, too. And that's one of the things I think that in the networking space, the social space, um, in the as those aspects of a search, people aren't prepared. Right. They're not prepared to help. It's like the, the old Jerry Maguire. Right. Help me help you. Um, <laughs> right. Show so, me the money. That's right. Show me the money. They're, they don't have a clear, concise answer on how somebody can help them. How important yeah. is that? Right paramount well well and the thing of it is a lot of corporations don't want people to be active on linkedin and this is what i tell them that person hey look you're not looking for a job you're looking for answers you know the thing about linkedin it's not just to be as a job search tool but it's a resource tool a research tool a in today's world where we're now um doing more and more conferences virtually, you know, it's, it's a networking event. You know, the beautiful thing is, well, I went out to an event today for an organization that I'm doing some business with. Yeah. I'll get a lot more done from the comfort of this computer and, and this setting to, to do a workshop. So yes, you know, it's, how are you going to be a thought leader? I mean, I could, I would hope you'll have me come back sometime. I could talk just on how to become a thought leader after you get that first job. It's, it's, it is, uh, it is really, really a tool. And if you use it properly, it's going to help you, uh, become that person, mm -hmm. that gal, that person, you know, that's the person I want to talk to because she's the expert in this space or she knows someone who knows someone. It's like your last guest, Alfredo said, I'm from New York and I know a lot of people. Well, guess what? I know a few people too. And it's like, how do I, how do you capitalize on my network? Yeah. Well, that brings up a great point as well, which is what you know, right? What you know is important. Mm -hmm. And also who you know, right? So right. how are, how are you helping people understand that, that gap, right? Between what I know and who you know and how to leverage both in, in tandem. Okay, so let me let me talk about one of the hidden elements of LinkedIn. For example, LinkedIn does a great job of helping you with the who, right? Who you are, what your skills are. If you say LinkedIn, okay, I'm going to let you uh, create my profile. It's going to create something that tells you who you are because LinkedIn makes thousands, if not millions of dollars having the capability to help people find talent. That's their... That's what they do, and that's how they help it. And, and you know, they will create something which, what I call a resume-speak kind of profile. What we do and what I do is help people determine the what and the why. Why do I want to do this when I leave the military? What is it about me that would be make me compelling to you, the influencer? So if Dion's still out there, you know, 
what would Dion Hicks say if he saw my, if I re reached out and wrote him a connection note, what would he think if I saw my profile? Yeah, Dion, I, I hope you're out there. Um, I, I know that he has the answer. Um, definitely. Sean, for your experience, right? Um, since you're really kind of in, in the thick of it, if you will, um, how instrumental has it been, right, leveraging both in tandem, both what your skill set is, what you know, and, and who you know? Well, it's been phenomenal. And, and you know, to, to Matt's kind words, uh, a lot of what I've been doing on LinkedIn actually started with Mark and, and Trevor and the Who You Know Network. That, that was the first thing I did out of transition. So you guys gave me the motivation and then getting LinkedIn with uh, MTR and, and Matt and I have done a couple one-on-ones. We've talked about my profile. He's helped me flush out a few things there to make it look better, uh, especially the about system. It, I don't know. I, I think a lot of military people struggle with writing about themselves. It, it, it's, you know, the times you get stuck with having to write your own award or your own eval. It, for me, that's always been the hardest thing. I can write evals and awards all day long for other people, but talking about yourself just for some reason, you know, gets a little harder. Uh, so Matt helped me work through that and, and get that piece ready. And, and that really helps round out a lot of the, the profile. So using, you know, what I know, who I know, all within LinkedIn has definitely been beneficial and, and a lot of fun. I've met some great people, especially in the veteran community, that you just you immediately have some sort of connection because of you know what you've done, and then you start to learn what they can actually you know help you with or how willing they are to help you. Which most of the people I connect with, they immediately say, "Hey, what can I do for you?" Like, I don't need anything. I just you know I'd, I'd love to learn. You know I'm following what you're doing. You know and, and maybe someday there is something I can use. So just that whole networking piece and, and really honing in on the LinkedIn and, and using it the right way and the searches and things like that. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So Matt, um, apply now, right? Your LinkedIn profile as a resume. <laughs> no, effective no. or not effective. No, 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 no. Okay. Here's the difference between the two, okay? The LinkedIn profile is like an online beacon working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, it's there to build influencers. It's there to build a network. A resume is a legal document. When you talk to people that are resume experts, and I have, that's a document that says you went to St. Leo's University, you went to this school, or you went to that, and guess what? If the recruiter's serious about you, they're gonna pick up the phone and call St. Leo's and say, did Sean Welsh go to school there, and does he have a BBA or whatever, okay? They're allowed to do that once they give you a resume. The problem with the resume is, again, it goes back to our friends in the Transition Assistance Program. What do they teach? You all have to have a resume before you can graduate from this class. And guess what? You better use it all the time. And then you've got, as, as Alfredo was talking about before, you've got that barracks lawyer mafia, the transition. Well, you've got to have that resume to find a job. Well, let's go back to something I said about 15 minutes ago about the one colonel who had 100 resumes and didn't get anywhere. But once he got the LinkedIn profile in place, 
he had job offers. He had people call him and say, hey, I see you're looking for jobs because he used LinkedIn the way it was supposed to be used and not as a resume. Yeah, yeah. Can I, can I, can I there's, add? There's can a I lot of one, opportunity. Oh, go ahead. I was going to add one more thing. I absolutely hate my friends, and there's some well-meaning friends in, in this MTR community that are like, hey, I want to share John's resume or Susie's resume. <laughs> let's let's teach John and Susie how to be like Sean and build the network. So yeah, it is it is really one of my uh uh it's one of my pet peeves. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, valuable, valuable to hear as well. Um so MTR, the program, um just wanted to uh, get a little bit more insight on that, on how to plug in there. Is there a cost? Is it free? Um, how do I get? How do I get into that program? Okay. Um, I, I. Hey, Sean. Can I ask a question? Is Don joining us in, in a second? Uh, he he is. He is. Okay. Yeah, he is popped in. Uh, okay. Uh, he's ready to go. But he's got the next segment. I can bring him in because I know you guys work together. So why don't we do that? And I'm going to yeah. let him. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm gonna br I'm gonna bring us in here and uh, let's see if we can four box it. There we go. Four box it. All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, Don. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're we're bringing you in. Uh, Matt had requested uh, you you in here because he's got he wanted to hear and talk with you a little bit more about. Uh, we're talking about plugging into MTR. So here's here's what I will say. Okay. MTR. There's no cost for people to join MTR, and there's no cost for them to participate in MTR. We get funded by grants and other resources. For example, on Monday, our friends at Neaters, a little restaurant down the street, is going to do a fundraiser for us. So that money will pay for our administrative and operational costs to keep that program running. Okay, that's that's how that that's how it works. If you're in the audience, I, I'm not sure if the Boeing lady's still here. If you'd like to uh, write us, a, you know, a check or work with us to, you know, contribute towards. The continued operations of our program, please let us know. Um, we are now in the process of working on several grants with the VA and some other nonprofits, uh, particularly in the area of suicide prevention. And so uh, that's uh, that's how we're that's our funding mechanism. But we're after the grants and and the other programs that will pay for our costs. And we've had some good advisors, and they all said, "Going to take you a couple years before they even talk to you." And I talked to one organization, which shall remain nameless, and they said, if you want a real foundation support from us, it's going to take five years of audited books. I said, oh, really? Okay, I get that, and I understand that. But, uh, you know, that's how, we, that's how we fund things, and I think we've proven our acumen in helping people. Uh, I'm going to point this over to Don because Don's got the, the results, you know, of the original group. Uh, our retention rate for, for job retention rate is very significant. Wouldn't you say, Don? Copy that. <laughs> explain to explain to them what I meant by job retention and what's what are the actual facts and numbers, sir? 
Yeah, the hard part is jumping right into the middle here. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate the opportunity. We do work together quite a bit. Yeah, so I was going through the numbers again this week. So we are now at 66 graduates. Matt, I don't think I've even updated you yet. 66 graduates in just over, what are we, about 27 months. Right. And graduates, not just walking through the program, but getting the job you're looking for, right? And, uh, and here's the key factor we focus in on. Syracuse University Veteran Center did a study that said 45% of veterans leave their first post-military job within 12 months. That means half, half are going to be looking for a new job. And now there's other studies that say it's really like 65%. So that means two out of every three. And so far as we've been tracking our folks, our folks are leaving that job at about a rate of 15%, almost four times less. So uh, we're trying to really focus in as we talk one-on-one, -on -one, Matt and I, with the individuals is what do you really want? What's the job you're looking for, right? What is it that drives you? What are the values you're looking for? So, you know, it's not only the role, but even the leadership. What kind of leadership do you reply best to? We, we do the DISC assessment. I don't know if Matt talked this. We do the no, DISC assessment. No, did not. And, and, okay, and, it, and you learn about your personality. And the key thing is, is you learn about your personality is you learn who you are, right? Self-awareness. You have to know yourself to grow yourself. Who says yeah. that there, Sean? John Maxwell. <laughs> John Maxwell. <laughs> Probably a bunch of others, right? Yep. But, uh, but John Maxwell, for sure. John, Sean and I are both John Maxwell team members. And, yeah. uh, and uh, so you got to know yourself to grow yourself. But then you can know others. You know, Matt and I are different personalities, but we know now how to work with each other. Not saying it's always easy, but we get it done. So, uh, so it works really well. And I think that's the same thing. If you know, as you're interviewing folks, you know, what you're looking for in a personality, you can say, is that going to be right or wrong? I interviewed with one company and I was got out in 2009. I interviewed with a company in late 2008. Everything was wrong. <laughs> the, the setup of the office, the cleanliness, the, the way the the, the interviewing authority, you know, he talked 99% of the time. I was like, well, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I have an, I'm an SC, but I have an I personality that's fairly high, just below the midline. And, uh, and I need to, to be heard, right? I need to be able to voice certain opinions. And if I, if I can ever say anything, that's not going to work. So, uh, right. <clears throat> so I think there's a lot of things that go into that, you know, 50 to 75, 65% leaving, but that's the things we're focusing in on is how do we change those? Yeah. Hey, Mark and, and Sean, um, at this point, I'm going to say goodbye. And the reason I'm saying goodbye is, and I would love to do this again with my colleague, Don Gleason. Um, I have a granddaughter that's visiting me from uh, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. So I'm in the uh, grandpa zone and we're heading off to see her in a few minutes. You know, my, my wife said, yes, I know this is important to you. And I know you want to do this. And I said, well, I would if I had to take a remote thing and, and do it from the pool while she's swimming or something, I would do that because I believe that much in, in our mission. And so um, I'm going to say goodbye at this point and yeah. say thank you so much. Uh, I know if you know you can find me on LinkedIn. Now, let me just say this real quick. My given name is D, as in David. My middle name is Matt, M-A-T-T, -T, and my last name is Sheer, S-C-H-E-R-E-R. That's how you find me on LinkedIn. I hope if you've heard this or, and I, you know, if you're listening to this a couple months from now and say, hey, I really want to reach out to you, Matt, please do so. Um, there's lots of other ways we can work together. And, it, you know, to see Sean, Sean is, a, is the proof of what we're doing that motivates me to, to work through all these things to help people succeed. 
Yeah. Hey, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Um, just a pleasure to have you on here. Um, your, your testimony, your insights, your resources. Um, all, listen, viewer audience, uh, what I would like you to do is, uh, if you can, give us a big smile, Matt, and uh, take a screenshot. Take a screenshot of Matt. Connect with him on LinkedIn. Again, D. Matt Shearer. I was mispronouncing it earlier, so thank you uh, for, for that insight as well. Um, tag him, give him some love, post it up on your social media. Uh, let's spread the word about Military Transition Roundtable and the work that Matt's doing there as well as Don. We are going to go to another quick break, and we will be back with Don Gleason to hear his thoughts on uh, Military Transition Roundtable and otherwise. Stay Thanks with us.